What's up, everyone? We are back here with Full Court Clips, episode six. It's me, Jack Coughlin, and my guy on the other end, A1. How you doing, A1? Good, I'm good. Uh, you know, holiday season, so um, I guess we're all in the spirit right now. So Yeah, the I'm Clippers certainly up. are. Eight games straight with a win. And absolutely ridiculous James Harden hot streak, the Harden heater. Could be one of his best of all time. One of the best in, out of NBA, any NBA player for a hot streak. For, it, it was truly ridiculous to watch. I was watching with my dad, screaming, going crazy. That was, that was definitely something special. Definitely something special. Were you watching that live? I was watching that live. I was like Russ. I almost went and got my pot in my stool. <laughs> <laughs> I was in here mixing it up myself. So I definitely was watching that. It was That was fun to watch. Yeah, he almost made me get on the ground and just start doing snow angels like crazy too. <laughs> I, I knew I knew my caption for my Instagram post the next day had to be, they should call me James. It just <laughs> felt right. It, it just felt right. I've been waiting to use that as a caption for oh, since we got him, and it just it felt like it was a time. No, nah, everybody had the um, the James memes going up. If you were, if you were. <laughs> Uh, for sure, a Clipper fan, but sports fan in general, they all had like a picture of him or something going on. But not yet. That was a good game for him. Big yeah. game, actually, big game because that was one they they needed on this little road trip. Yeah, totally. And at the time of recording, Clippers are about to play the Mavericks with Paul George questionable uh, with an illness. And right now, it's eight games straight. This could be nine straight. So. Hopefully he's good to go and and Norm as well is questionable. So hopefully he's good. Hopefully it might, might be some type of sickness bug going around. Uh, and it is the Mavericks. So, you know, we're going to want him for that game. Um, but we're going to, we're going to dive in. We're going to talk about the games. We're going to talk about what else is going on in the NBA. We have a new segment. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So let's, let's just get right into it. We have a new segment in honor of James Harden, AKA Uno. And this segment is called Uno. So we're going to go through some topics and each give one word, first word that comes to our head with each topic. Are you ready? Let's get it. Let's do it. First one. You, you can start it off. One word. It could be hyphenated. One word to describe the Harden heater, his four straight threes against the Pacers. One word. Um... Buckets. <laughs> That's really what that was. Buckets. Cannot go wrong with that. Step back, create the space. Buckets. <laughs> That's what that was. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. I would say, like, I, I don't know if this is hyphenated, but I go like jaw dropping. That might be two words, but I'm whatever. We can break <laughs> rules. It's our podcast. Uh, Just jaw like you're on your <laughs> You're on your State Farm, your uh, your bundle, your State Farm bundle. <laughs> trying to bundle up those words. <laughs> Already trying to look for a loophole. <laughs> yeah, that was just absolutely jaw-dropping to watch. Like, it, it, each shot got tougher, but each one, you could just know that it was going to go in no matter what. Nah, it was, it was, I, some, I somehow got caught into the, uh, the Pacers broadcast. So I was listening to like Quinn Buckner and he's like, after James hit the first one, he's like, well, yeah, you can't go under that. That Cause that's when <laughs> um, I believe they went under the screen. He hit the first one at the top of the key. And then uh, 
then they probably switched. I forget. They probably switched somebody on him that time. And then he was like, yeah, when he gets that front, that left foot in front, that means he's trying to create space to get the jumper off. And then sure enough, he did it three more times or two more times after the second one. And you think uh, they realize that every single time he's going down, he's going to do a step back three. Like yeah. I, maybe after one, all right, he might still try. After two, like, okay, they're up, at some up point, 20. Like, at some point, I'd be like, man, you could just have to lay up. Oh, I'm yeah. not stepping back on that. I'm I'm all the way up. But yeah, they can do that Utah Jazz playoff defense. You remember that defense when Ricky Rubio would literally just guard behind him and let him drive? That might be the stupidest defense any NBA team has ever played in the history of basketball. Okay. That, it it didn't work know. at all. Somebody, somebody was fired after that. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, our next topic is simply the Clippers now eight game winning streak with quality wins against the Warriors twice, the Nuggets once. That revenge game for when Reggie and DeAndre absolutely busted our asses. The Knicks and then also the Kings twice. One word. One word for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I can, I can go ahead this time. I'd say, I'd go with, like, together. It just all seems to be coming together. They're playing together. They look happy together. It's just all. It just feels like everything that needs to be coming together is coming together for the team in this in this stretch. Nah, yeah, that's a good one. Um. I was gonna say streaking, but I mean that's the obvious one. They sure, <laughs> wow, where'd you get that one from? <laughs> now, <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. Not it's not a streaking, but it's like he had his clothes on. The funniest, the funniest one I've seen. Like I'm a fan, <laughs> not to go off topic, but it just popped up. But um, the fan, two of them actually, two. I just seen two. Um, the first one that I was thinking about is somebody came on the court dressed as a ref or no on the field the football field dressed as one of the refs so like he's <laughs> oh on the field God. they toss him the ball but they see like his pants are a little too high so and then they notice he's not a ref so he's like trying to run off the field <laughs> and then the other one was somebody somebody tried to check into a game with a lebron jersey on i don't know if you've seen that. a fan put on oh yeah and tried to check yeah. in the game but um <laughs> no nah, that was off topic but <laughs> um good. Unity, unit, you know, they're playing as a unit right yeah, now. So, I mean, totally. That's that's a good one word right there for it. Um, yeah. And, and, like, of course, the stars are playing like stars now. I feel like that seemed like a big issue with when there was a six game losing streak beforehand, is that the stars just weren't really, you know, playing up to par with how they could be playing. And now in this eight game winning streak, Harden's averaging 20, 10, and five, PG 21, five, and five. And Kawhi's averaging 29, 5, and 4, shooting like it's, it's, it's shooting like 60, 50, 90 or something. He's shooting some crazy type of efficiency don't, in this don't streak. Sleep on, uh, don't sleep on Zubak in this streak, too. Yeah. He's been, he's been having totally. some good games. Harden's really revamped him and rejuvenated him. He's, he's seeming more motivated to defend and rebound because he's getting more touches on the offensive end. Harden's setting him up really well. Yeah, they're going to need that. Yeah, yeah, like like Harden works better with centers like Zubots or a Clint Capella who doesn't really have a post up game. Like you know, him and Embiid worked well together. Of course, they're super super talented, but mm-hmm. Zubots is a better fit for Harden because he doesn't really want it in the post to, to ISO all the time. Like he, he, he likes just getting set up and getting easy dunks, easy yeah. baby right hooks that he likes. 
Yeah, he's like, give me the ball where I can just <laughs> drop it in the bucket, pretty much. Yeah, totally. And, and Harden is good for setting him up for that. So it's it's really working. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a really, really good fit. On to the next topic. We'll go with something you were iffy on at the start of the season. A lot of the fans liked it. It seemed to go well. The in-season tournament. It's officially had its first run. The Lakers have won the first ever NBA Cup, beating the Pacers in the finals at the neutral site in Las Vegas. One word to describe how the first ever NBA Cup went. Go ahead. I still don't like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bundle. That's a bundle. That's a bundle for you. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just hating. I'm just hating on the Lakers. Um <laughs> I wouldn't worry for the in-season tournament. I'll say Adam Silver genius. Like that was a, it was, it was good. Like it was smart that they put that in there for the, it, it brought some excitement to the first few months of the season. Um, Cause this is, I mean, this is part of the season where people don't even watch the games yet because it's so early in the season. So it was cool, but I don't like the fact that they got a banner. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of a weak banner too. Especially for the Lakers, like that tradition, they don't do that. Like they don't hang up. I mean, it's a championship, but they don't hang up like conference banners or like divisional banners. Like that's, I don't know. I don't like. Yeah. But yeah, there was, it should have also said NBA cup. I feel like in season tournament champions doesn't sound as good as like NBA Cup champions. Yeah, I think eventually they're gonna change that name to that because it's right. like NBA NBA Cup sounds better and it's it's easier. Like I kept seeing the IST abbreviation and I'm like first tournament, but I'm like oh in season, you know what I mean? Because the I kept looking <laughs> like a one, but I'm like, yeah, the NBA Cup sounds a little better. Um, I think eventually they're gonna keep improving it to the point where hopefully like a banner is pretty worthy of it but for this first year it's just it doesn't seem worthy of this first what do you, year what do you think about uh i mean i don't like that they had said it after the lakers won it but this is hating on them again but um adam silver or i don't even think it was him it was something a report came out saying that they're thinking about guaranteeing the winner a playoff berth yeah that's a good idea there needs to be more motivation for the fans to get into it. Because of course that the players are it's so well, early I mean, in the season, like the team, like what if the team only won those seven games in a row all season? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like say yeah. we're like the we're the Pistons right now and we only won, well, they only won two, but let's say we're the Memphis Grizzlies because they won seven games, I think. And they were owing whatever at first and then we won seven in-season tournament games. We clinched the playoffs because we we did that, but we probably still won't make the playoffs. I mean, I'm not saying the Grizzlies won't make it because Ja probably will carry them into at least the play-in. But yeah, his return was ridiculous. That's what I'm like. I don't know. I don't know. Like, we, maybe they'll change when the in-season tournament is, so it's closer to maybe not because nobody. I think they yeah they want it in the middle of the season. So still. I don't. I don't know. Like it's it's weird. Because then what yeah. seed do they get? What seed do they get? They're guaranteed a berth. Is it based off of their record? Then they're literally. Then what's the in, what's the uh, playing for? Then they're not going to be guaranteed a uh, um, six seed. 
Yeah. Do they guarantee a play-in? Do they guarantee, you know what I mean? Like, what is it? I don't think it should be the playoffs. They'll have to figure that out. Like, I, I think there definitely has to be a playoff implication to it. Because yeah, yeah. they're just treated as regular season games. So it didn't feel all that special. Like, it was, they need to add it more for the you fans. Because especially at they're the neutral probably, site. They're like, probably the going to lean. This will make sense. They they will probably lean toward getting rid of the conference and the divisions. And then it'll make sense that way to where they clinch. And then it's like, all right, then you could put them in their seed based off of their record. But we just know automatically they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it felt like there wasn't enough fan Uh motivation, like to really care. Like, of course, the fans of the teams are going to care, but like the players are getting money. And the coaches are getting money, which is great. But, like, you know, like, why should the fans get like, – of course, yeah. it's not like we don't want the players to get money. But Yeah, and that game was crazy, I mean? crazy expensive. It's in Vegas. Maybe <laughs> a more neutral site because <clears throat> there's so many Laker fans there in Vegas. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> but I get why it's in Vegas. It's dope. That's, I like that it's in Vegas, actually. Yeah, but the fan presence just seemed dead. Like, it seemed like the bubble. Yeah, teams aren't teams aren't or fans aren't traveling, especially with those expensive tickets for those games. Vegas is expensive yeah. as it is, so it's like, well, yeah. Luckily, it's it's the first year. There's going to be a bunch of improvements. Oh figure yeah, out for some sure. Good motivation for sure. And hopefully, the Clippers can win more than one game in it too. Yeah, but the courts are sick. What do you think about the Vegas court? I didn't like it. Yeah, me neither. I didn't, I didn't like the court. I, I think they'll. I think they're gonna go away from the courts, the coloring of the court, because they. Um, it's it's either one or two things. They'll get rid of the coloring on the floor, or they'll make the the jerseys bright for the in season tournament. Because that's why they had to. All the teams had to stop wearing their their jerseys that go with the court for the um, when they got to Vegas because they knew the Vegas floor was dark. Were dark colors. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's why the Lakers, the Lakers, they had to wear their bright colors. But all the teams, Pacers, they didn't wear their jersey there. Like, all the teams didn't wear it. Because the Lakers, the Lakers also have to go back to actually having gold jerseys instead of yellow. Uh, yeah, well, they keep messing around with that color. Every It's like every few years they try to, like, not rebrand because the Lakers are so traditional, but... They touch that. They touch that yellow every year or gold, whatever it is. They touch it up a little bit, and I think they did recently just touch it up um, this year or the year before. Yeah, they have to make it more gold, like when Kobe played and they were winning championships. Like that, yeah. those looked so clean. Yeah, like Kobe's rookie number eight was yellow, not or it was more yellow, yellow gold than. Well, it was more gold than. You're right. It was more gold than yellow, because now yeah. it looks. Yeah, it looks more like. And it's like too mustardy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's almost orange. Yeah, cr- this is crazy off topic right here, but there's this really really good red pepper chicken sandwich from this place called Ministry of Coffee in Westwood, and I've never liked mustard. It has mustard in it, and I ordered it not knowing it had mustard in it. It had mustard wow, in it. I tried it with mustard. I liked it. It it, it was pretty solid with the mustard. It's crazy. I'm not a big mustard person either, but I know um, mustard is good with like a pastrami sandwich. Ooh. You gotta have you gotta have mustard on that with like a pick, like slices of pickles or something. Um, uh, I hate pickles. 
And I mean, yeah, that's probably the only thing I have. Hey, okay, one more, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Uh-oh. So I, I I tried that hot spoon method. Here we go, guys. Where I I I, I turned the hot water all the way on. It got as hot as possible. Yeah. Put the spoon under it. Took the ice cream out. Tried to get the ice cream out with this hot water spoon. It doesn't work. I microwave the ice cream. What melted it a little. It worked beautifully. It it, it didn't go. How in. long? How long did you sit the spoon on there? A few seconds. Yeah, you got to make sure like the spoon is hot. You could sit the ice cream. You could let the ice cream sit out for a little, like a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. Let it sit out and it's, do that. It's just time wasted. I could just microwave yeah, it for man, ten yeah. seconds. And I'm it's right like in. preheating. It's like preheating the oven. You know, you take it out of, take the ice cream out the freezer, sit it down for a little bit. You see, I also avoid using the oven, so I don't have to preheat ovens. Wait, you got a problem, bro. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I guess you know how to solve it. You got the microwave. I guess that. That helps you. You're you're warmed up. Okay. Ice cream. <laughs> so uh, so I have to set out the ice cream for a few minutes and put the spoon under the water for a few minutes. You can, or you or go boil some water. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. If it, or do you have like a Keurig at home that makes hot water real quick or something? Yeah. Do yeah. that. Get that. Put put some hot water from there in the cup. It'll be faster than waiting on the spoon to heat up in the uh, sink. Cause that's all like they do at the ice cream parlor is that water is hot, is hot to where the the spoon or the scooper is, is hot enough to just go through the ice cream, and then they the par the parlor is such an old term. Ice cream shop parlor parlor. No, it's cool though. Cold stones cream whatever y'all want to call it. Whatever you got, maybe not maybe not cold stones because those things have to be. I'm sure they have to be cold while they're. Tossing up all the ice there, cream. Stuff. There was this fire ice cream spot I went to called Manhattan Beach Creamery in Manhattan Beach. That's that was a great great spot. So go them. Very very nice spot. Manhattan Beach. Okay, that's that's kind of yeah. It's a bit a of a distance. For, mission for some ice cream, but yeah, it's close by LMU. If I'm ever out there for sure, but or yeah. if I come across it, I'm like, okay, that's the one Jack was talking about. <laughs> I'll go get it. Sweet. But I don't. I can't think of any other. Good ones, like local. But that's ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a talk for another day. Well, we got another one of these topics that we can give one words to. Um, we gotta just go with Giannis Game Ballgate. <laughs> one of the most unique situations to ever happen. For anyone who missed it, Giannis scored a career high and Bucks franchise record 64 points. Shot 32 free throws, which was crazy as well. And he didn't get the game ball after the game, or he thought he didn't get the game ball. So he went rushing into the Pacers locker room to try to get it, and they were refusing to give it to him, refusing to give it to him. The camera got Tyrese Halliburton talking to Damian Lillard and Chris Middleton about it, and one of the Pacers coaches. It was absolute chaos. Giannis didn't get him when he went to the locker room, so he ran out, pissed off again, and started yelling at Tyrese Halliburton about it. It was a whole ordeal. Then apparently he got it, but he said in the post game it didn't feel like the real game ball. So no one really knows if he actually got it. Some people think he still has the backup ball. Uh, the Pacers wanted to give it to their rookie who scored his first points, but he didn't even score it in that game. He scored it in the in season tournament. So it was pretty chaotic. Really? Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that part. I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah, right. He scored it in the in season tournament game. Um, yeah, which which doesn't count. 
So it was just a weird situation. Some people think that they originally the Pacers originally took the backup ball and let Giannis have the game ball, but then Giannis thought they took the real ball, so he went and got pissed at them for no reason, and then ended up with a backup ball. I mean, shit, he <laughs> shot thirty two free throws. You think he don't know what that ball feels like? <laughs> like, like I, I believe him. He, it probably it might not be the game ball. Like he shot thirty two free throws and had sixty something points. Like you don't think? <laughs> I'm sure he knows, like, whether it was the the game ball or not. It seems but. like he also got mad because the Pacers, of course, beat them in the in-season tournament semifinals. And then, you know, Tyrese Halliburton is doing the Dame, pointing at the watch celebration. He's, like, checking his Dame time watch. Oh, that's why he went crazy, and, for sure. And then, yeah, there was also a little skirmish towards the end of the game in, yep. in this game ball gate game, you know. And, you know, Giannis even hard bumped Tyrese Halliburton at one point. So there, there was a little bit of underlying tension already. Did you see what Pat Bev said or hear what he said? If you watch his pot. Uh, what do you say? I don't watch it, but I seen um, it was like a little clip. Um, he said he would have popped. He said he would have popped that ball. He said, you put up 60 on me. <laughs> he said, no, nah, I would have popped that ball. He said, matter of fact, I would. he said, matter of fact, I would have peeled it like an orange. <laughs> I'm like, Pat Bev is a fool. <laughs> yeah there was leaked audio that came out of the pacers yelling back at him like no we're not giving him the ball we're taking the ball oh man like <laughs> and then uh julius Randle, when the knicks had their next game and brunson at 50 he gets the <laughs> ball from uh ari chidiakado and just holds it up and just goes like, all we got the, the game ball we got the game ball very safely <laughs> yeah, <I'll laughs> too funny yeah, no one will ever forget that. And then they had to give Giannis another game ball because he broke the Bucks record for rebounds. <laughs> like yeah. the next the next game, he got another game ball. <laughs> he could shatter just every single record for that. <laughs> he's also he's leading them in points, rebounds, and assists as well. Um, for sure. Like just ridiculous. He's 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 different for sure. Well, our last one before we take a quick break. Jama ran out on my Grizzly. Jaws finally returned after his 25-game suspension to lead his Memphis Grizzlies to a 24-point comeback win against the New Orleans Pelicans last night. He put up 34 points with the game-winning buzzer beater. One word to describe Jaw Morant's return. Mm. This one is hyphenated for me. I'm just going him. <laughs> him yeah i guess you could you, you, do that. the most points ever scored by a player who had missed 25 plus straight games you come back from 24 down you're talking trash with them you're hitting the buzzer beating game and like you can't have a better return that is like that no one has probably ever had a better return from 25 plus games in history it, it's like it seems scripted it was that good like he's like this is my uh one word like he said it's, it's not one word it's a bundle like he said <laughs> Call 12. <laughs> call, t- call 12 when they need him. They better call 12. Oh, we, I, I just see the update. Uh, PG is out tonight. Uh, Won't suit up. Breaking news on the pod. PG will be out tonight. Oh, it's a bummer against the Mavericks, too. Yeah, they need it, But th- this, is, this is why we got Harden, though, too. I mean, PG missed the game, you know, and... Uh, I think it was against the Kings and Harden went off and we were still able to win without PG. 
Yeah, and they're down. They're down Kyrie. So I mean, I guess you know, one for one. We take we take one. They got one. Oh, they're oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even know they were down Kyrie. Oh yeah, because he, he had that nasty fall where it got landed on pretty badly. Yep. Yeah, All right, so, so yeah, nine, nine, nine yeah, it's, it shouldn't be too bad that night. It should be fine, but we'll see. Okay, should be a good one. Always against Luca, it's always a good one. Man. And there was also a funny post-game conference clip that Jaw said about how he was talking to Desmond Bain about maybe getting it to Jaron Jackson for the win because he had a small defender on him at the time. And then Desmond Bain's like, no, fuck that, you're getting the game ball, come on. That's mm-hmm. a real teammate right there. That's what yeah, a team that, has to do. That and I think they or did, weren't they about to draw up the play for somebody else too? And Desmond was like, "Nah, we're giving it." I think that's what I heard too, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Yeah, I thought, it, I, thought yeah. I heard something about that. I heard it was something like they were in the conversation, or I don't know, maybe it was. To, I think they too. were trying to give it to Jaron. They were trying to give it to Jaron, um, for the last play. But Desmond was like, "Nah, fuck that. We're giving you the ball." <laughs> Look what happened. But it, that doesn't make sense, though, because they got the ball. They, it wasn't off of a timeout, now that I think about it. So mm. I must I must have the story mixed up now that I think about it. But it seemed, it seemed a little vague what they were saying and what exactly yeah. it was. Like, yeah. And that, that's got to be Jaws' signature move, too. Just drive, spin move, layup, or floater. Yeah. That's really what makes him so great, too, is that he can switch hands, he can dunk, he can float it. He has an immensely good finishing package. He can jump super high. Like, there's just no stopping him when he gets to the rack. That's D Rose right there in his prime. Like he was a problem. I used to watch those games. Like there's no stopping this dude. Do you think Prime D Rose is better or Prime Jaw? Prime D Rose for sure. See, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of D Rose. I was kind of young at the time and you know didn't watch the NBA as much. Nobody was stopping that dude, bro. Nobody. I'm not saying people are stopping Jaw, but yeah, he was like. He was like quick, strong, throwing it down on you, like everything, like floater over you, stop quick little mid-range, shoot the three. Like D Rose had everything. His highlights are so fun to watch. Some of his dunks and moves are like just unbelievable. The athleticism, like D Rose is crazy. Uh, Baron He's... Davis was a, was a crazy one too. I know that's past uh, way before your time. Oh, but no, I was watching the Clippers when he was on the Clippers, so I wa- I watched some Baron Davis with the Clippers. You gotta, a little bit. you gotta, you gotta see some of his Charlotte Hornet clips. <laughs> BD was crazy. <laughs> there was one time I was at this UCLA basketball camp over the summer, and after it ended, I just stayed in the basketball gym like a whole bunch of us. We'd stay and shoot around and play games, whatever. And there was a big pro run pro run going on, and he was a part of it. And the ball went by me, and he kind of went by me to get the ball. And then I remember just, like, staring at him as he's walking by me like this and not taking my eyes off him. And he saw me staring at him and stared at me, and I was kind of like, uh-oh. And he just comes over to me, gives me a high five, goes on to play his <laughs> game. <laughs> I didn't want to wash my hand for so long after that. <laughs> yeah, you're nervous at first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break right now. And that was our also our new segment, Uno. So let us know what you think. We're going to come back, finish off with some spray and cr- pray questions. And so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're back from our break. Thank you for not going anywhere. We're now going to get into some spray and pray questions, which are going to be some rapid fire questions. 
we'll give our answers to really quick to the point. Some interesting topics. Here we go. First one, A1, spray and pray. How long will the win streak go to? The win streak. Can I get the schedule? <laughs> oh, yeah. So here's here's some of the schedule. All right. Next game, Mavericks today, then Thunder tomorrow, Celtics, Hornets, Grizzlies, Heat, Suns, Pels. It, suck. it sucks to talk about this now on the tough little road trip here yeah uh, yeah and thunder are doing really good this year celtics of course are hornets not at all grizzlies now have jaw back this we will get that win streak to what are we at eight right now so mavericks at least, at least 10 at least 10 yeah i like that i like that at least 10 so that'll be a mavericks win a thunder win yeah, Celtics are going to be tough. I mean, we do play that, the Celtics pretty well. We match up well with them. The only thing that I'll take from that is, it, one, it's the Celtics, despite we match up well. But the big thing is all the Clippers fans know it's an early game. Mm. 12.30. <laughs> 12.30 p.m. That's That's tough. Very, very important to know. We don't know. We don't know which Clippers will, team will show up that that afternoon. That's the tough thing. But um, they they showed well in that. Wait, was that no? That next game was the evening game. Never mind. But so we'll I'll see. say it's gonna go. I'm gonna say thirteen. Uh, if they get past that afternoon game, yeah, thirteen for sure. Maybe twelve because I think. Yeah, we'll beat the Mavericks. We'll beat the Thunder. That's gonna, these these are probably gonna be close games too. Celtics will. I'm just gonna say we're gonna beat. Confident Hornets easy dub. Then it's Grizzlies and Heat. Grizzlies we sometimes do struggle with. Just they're Man, young. We lost, Jaws. we lost. We lost to them already. Yeah, yeah. At home, uh, at, at home too. I think it was. So I, I think Grizzlies or Heat will be the loss. Grizzlies or Heat. Um, okay, I'll say, okay, yeah, I think the Grizzlies, okay, no, I'll say 12 then. I'll say it'll get to 12, and the Grizzlies will be a loss. Honestly. And then it's going to start again against the Heat, and it's going to get I'm back gonna up to. I say, no matter what it is, they're going to start up another streak after. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah, yeah, I, No way, I don't think it'll be two games in a row losing. The way we're playing, two, no way. Two good streaks before the break, the all-star break, oh, yeah, we'll be in good shape. Yeah, for sure. Two, it's two crazy, plus. too. This is the longest win streak in the 2-1-3 era and the longest one since 2015, 2016. Brian Seaman mm-hmm. said on the broadcast against the Pacers how it's the greatest basketball he's ever seen the Clippers play in his 15 or 16 years with the team, too. Yeah, I mean, they're meshing right now, so keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. So next question. A1, will Plumlee still be backup center for the Clippers when he returns? Daniel Tice has been playing some great basketball, averaging seven points, four rebounds, and a block for his 15 games with the Clippers. So will Plumlee still be the backup center, or will it be Tice? Uh, I think Plumlee will be back. I love what Tice is doing, um, filling in for Plumlee's shoes. Um, But I feel like, yeah, I feel like they'll keep keep both of them for you know an emergency you know if something could happen yeah well that's all right we got such and such ready to go 
And you might even see times where both of them could play in the game, Plumlee and uh, Tice. So, uh, yeah, it'll be good to keep both of them. So you think Plumlee will still like Plumlee returns, Daniel Tice just no minutes, and Plumlee's right back yeah. into the backup center role. He might just slide down the rotation a little bit. Yeah, unless you know, two I think spots. opposite. I, I think Tice might earn a spot as the backup center. I think Plumlee's gonna have to earn it back at this rate. I mean, that's possible too. I mean, Tice is. Tice is doing really well, and he can shoot it. So that's yep. what that's what probably will keep him on the floor. And um, they bring Plumlee off when they need it. Maybe when Zoo's not having too great of a game, then you can just rock with him. You know what I mean? Because T. Lou always he always finds a way to rotate it a little bit. He'll figure it out. And Tice has been on podcast P. Plumlee hasn't been on podcast P yet. <laughs> Got to note that. True. <laughs> yeah, Ty's got the stamp for that. <laughs> Maybe that comes into play. No, yeah, that's that, gonna be I an mean, interesting one. That's I could go either way. Yeah, it can. It can. I mean, it I'm we'll see. We'll see. I, I know that they'll have some uh decisions to make. Shoot, come February. They can make nothing drastic, but I'm sure they want to do some small stuff, free up some money somehow, some way. Next question now. We'll go off to not even on the Clippers. We'll go off to the East. Point guards in the East. Are you going Jalen Brunson or Tyrese Halliburton? I don't know why. I'm not. Brunson's nice. I'm just not a big fan of Brunson for some reason. Wow. He's he's not. I like Tyrese because he, like, like Shaq said, like they all said, like he doesn't do anything wrong. Like he makes the right play every time. He's not looking to go off for whatever it is on you, but he can if he has to. He's averaging so many like assists. He's he he went through that spurt without even turning the ball over in a couple of games. I like me personally, I I might pick Tyrese over um Jalen. The height Tyrese has the height too, so you can kind of put him on some of the bigger, not bigger as far as weight, but taller guards. See, I think that'd be a hot take. I'm going Brunson. Brunson, I mean, bro, but what, does Brunson does Brunson help your team? He does help the team by him scoring, but does he help he, the team? He, he helped the around. Mavericks get to the Western Conference Finals with Luca. He was super important in that run. He's already the best player on the Knicks. He just had fifty. He's I mean, an Ty- absolute Tyrese, dog. Tyrese is important with the in season tournament. Nah, I'm just, I'm just that. No, that that was his coming yeah, out he point was. for sure. He, he that was really killed. put his name on a national stage at the in season tournament. Yeah, That's like people know his name now. I don't know. I, I think I'm rocking still with Tyrese. Brunson's nice, but I don't know. I just like Tyrese more. I like his game more. I think Brunson's a better scorer for sure. Would you I say? Mean, yeah. Yeah, Brunson is a scorer. Tyrese is a point guard. He's a actual. He's a point. Not saying Brunson is not. A, he's obviously a point guard, but he's a scoring point guard. Tyrese is a point guard. Like he does everything a point guard does, and does them all well. His shooting form will never make sense. Hey, as long <laughs> as it goes in the bucket. Um, Kevin Martin's shot didn't make sense. Sean Marion's <laughs> didn't make Sean Marion's never made sense. <laughs> um, but those shots went in. Like, so I mean, 
I would I, just like him. If my shot's going in, I'm not fixing anything. I got to this point with this shot. Enjoy it. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy it. He was saying in an interview about how every single time he's with a new coach, they try to change his shot, and then they quickly realize nothing needs to change at all. <laughs> nothing. That's a, but his palm fake probably nice though, because you think he's gonna shoot. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you go by him, but. But nah, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't change it either. If it's where it got me this far, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say this. You could have said the same for Lamelo, but or no, Lonzo, because Lamelo didn't change his. Lonzo changed his. But Lonzo needed. I think Lonzo needed to change somehow. The yeah, definitely, because he wasn't making threes that well either. Like yeah. his shot was nasty, and he wasn't really scoring all that well. And then he changed his shot; his three point percentage went up. Yeah. Yeah, the former Warriors GM Bob Myers, he was saying, I think it was on Inside the NBA about how annoyed he is about passing up on Tyrese Halliburton in the draft and how like he had a good workout and then he met him too and immediately loved his vibe, could tell he was a leader, could tell he was determined, and just his whole vibe as a human being in general was so great. And that he should have known then they should take him for sure in the draft. I mean, yeah, a lot of people. I mean, shit, the tra- the Kings traded them. I mean, I know they have D Fox, but they could have a nice little front court right there. Um, yeah, no back court. Sorry, they could have a nice back court with them. Um, but I don't know. The, I don't know. It's still. I feel like they still made a good trade. Um, yeah, that was one of those trades where it's a win win. Yeah. Because they got um, Domas back. And I, I think the Kings would honestly, looking back at it now and like seeing how good Tyrese has gotten, I think they would still do it. Yeah. Like they have yeah. Fox, they have Monk too. Monk's been good. And they got some bonus. They got to make a playoff run, take the Warriors seven games. You know, they're doing good again. That's one of those um, those trades that, that just really just – just makes sense, just like the Luca and Trey Young. I don't see neither one of them on <laughs> the opposite. You know what I mean? Like I don't see Luca yeah. in Atlanta, and I don't see Trey in Dallas. So um, I mean, hey, Luca's definitely the better sense. player, but they've both made the conference final since. It's pretty even. Oh, yeah, they, they fit their teams. Yeah, it makes sense. So I think both of those deals are like okay. I can see what happened. I can see how that works for both. So yeah, Hawks have to figure it out though. Still. So. It's just, oh, they don't have. I thought like, that, they don't have like a a wing that can just go get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they just don't have a wing that can like. They just don't. that seems like the missing piece. Mm-hmm. They got the size. They just don't have that one wing that can go get it. When that's, and that's why so they, essential now too. In the NBA. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's why they tried to get Cam Reddish back in the day because he was supposed to be really good, right? But, I mean, he's doing well with the Lakers, but um, it wasn't what I thought. I thought Cam Reddish would be when he came into the league, but um, I thought Cam would be like a, a Brandon Ingram almost, like you know what I mean? Like it's a little silent, but he's an assassin almost. But um. Yeah, he seemed to find a home now with the Lakers. He's doing well for them. Shit happens. Yeah, not for Fending real. Yeah. shooting. Found his role. Found his role and doing what he has to. That's that's what it's about. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how long if it lasts, if it continues into the playoffs, how many minutes will get come playoff time. That's going to be another interesting sort of rotation to look at to see how that plays out for them. Because everything changes in the playoffs for sure. Absolutely. Well, final question before we sign off here on the Full Court Clips pod for episode six. A1, which team are you picking to come out of the East? Go. To come out the East, I have. It's going to be out of Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah, for sure. I'm going Milwaukee. Uh, I, I think yeah, Milwaukee no is going to be able to get it done better in the clutch. I think they have more talent. Boston is still struggling in the clutch. They just blew a lead to the Warriors yesterday, and Brown and Tatum went. Tatum didn't seven. even touch the ball. Like Tatum yeah. passed the ball up. The fourth That's and OT, they there. barely scored. They it, they tried that. to bring in Drew Holiday to play make and set them up in the clutch and help them out. But like it, you can only play make to set up your stars so much. Like the stars have to actually perform in the clutch. And they that's been their main struggle. They I don't know, they seem to try to blame Marcus Smart. It seems to still be a struggle. They're playing amazing, but the clutch is really what's gonna matter. And the Bucks have Dame now, so they don't have to worry about Giannis struggling in the clutch. I I, I think just the, the Dame and Giannis pairing is gonna get better and better and better and better throughout the season. And at playoff time, they're gonna peak and it'll definitely be a conference finals, I think, between the two. And it could even go to seven, but Bucks to the finals. Yeah, I think it's the Bucks, honestly, too. Especially after what you just said and what I seen last night. I was watch. I didn't watch the whole game, but I did see the overtime, and I'm like, Tatum hasn't he? When he did touch the ball, he passed it to. Uh, I think it was Derek White in the corner, but he. Did, I'm like Tatum, you have to, this is your time, but he might have been tired. I don't know, but I still, like you said, when it comes down to it, I think it'll be the Bucks. For sure. It's gonna, be a, it's gonna be a fun playoffs for sure. And I I think it'll be it's either gonna be the Clippers or an East team winning a championship. For sure. Who do you think will be the one seed in the West? The West. Right now it's Minnesota. They're 20 and yeah. five. Best best team in the league. Uh, I like they could really keep it. I, I think I mean the Thunder are the second seed. I, I don't think they'll stay there. I think they're gonna end up being like a they'll, sixth seed. The Thunder? Yeah. They're not going to be the first seed. I can, I can see that. First seed. Like, Timberwolves have to drop eventually. I mean, they're, they're playing really good. Like, I, I think the Timberwolves see. can stick with it. I think they could keep the first seed. I could see Timberwolves being a top four. Uh, yeah. Thunder Thunder could be top six. I, it's going to shake up a little bit. But, um, yeah. yeah. It's hard to I tell. Will, it's still early. It's early, but it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. For surely, for surely. Well, that will cap us off on Full Court Clips, Episode 6. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Jack Coughlin. You can find me on Twitter, not X, it's Twitter, at JackClipsLA. And you can find the Full Court Clips Twitter account at Full Court, Full Court underscore Clips. You can also find me on Instagram at Jack.Coughlin. And A1, where can the lovely people find you? On Twitter, the great A1, T-H-E-E. Great A and the number one, and then on Instagram, the great A1, um, T H E, great A1. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to rate our pod five stars, leave some Spotify comments, 
subscribe on YouTube. There's now YouTube as well, Full Court Clips, where we're posting our episodes. And you can see the video format of us. You can see us and our beautiful faces live on the Zoom call with my Clipper jerseys in the background and my messy bed. So please tune into that as well. Follow us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts coming soon. Again, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, go Clips. Go Clips.